1: Hello everybody and welcome to the beginning of Season 2 of Ammo and Danny's Irish Amfield Road. Now, Ammo, we're going into Season 2 Yeah, like, I don't know about you, but I wasn't sure how Season 1 was going to go, but Season 1 seemed to be good, everyone seemed to enjoy it, it's been amazing to do the podcast, and now we are back with our second season, going from the beginning, hopefully it won't be as long as the first season, after all the coronavirus <laughs> stuff, um, but... Before we get into it all, before we start looking at the season this season, how we're looking to shape up to do this whole title defence? Like, what have you been up to, during the summer? What's been going on in sort of preparation for this club?
0: Yes, starting this season. If someone said uh, we would be league champions, um, and we would would have interviewed a former Liverpool player and had our own merchandise made, I would have laughed my head off. <laughs> but a bit a bit of hard work behind the scenes, a bit of. Hardcore group of listeners That have been kind of loyal to us And um, You know Just kind of enjoying what we're doing Has made it Up to the stage So yeah um, Long may it continue Hopefully, this season We can get bigger and better Um, And I'm excited Uh, What have I been up to, Danny? Um, Not a lot I think the the biggest event Of the last three or four weeks Apart from being a dad And usual stuff Was we had a We had a wee charity football match For the NHS, didn't we? We did, Uh, yeah So Myself Managed the team from kind of one one side of the country, and uh, a good a good mutual friend of mine and Danny's um, managed the team from kind of his side of the country, um, and it's like in these charity matches, you never know how it's going to go or anything like that. And there's a lot of rust- rustiness and a lot of boys who um, you know were rushed after lockdown. I'll put myself in that category, um, but I was lucky enough because I was manager. I didn't play a lot, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was good. Um, you captained this um, Johnny's team. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that for you Danny did you enjoy that match it was a I don't really want to go into the score because like, my team absolutely walked over Danny <laughs> the team that Danny happened and it's no reflection on Danny but um, we, I think it was uh, I'm going to say I think it was 11-1 wasn't it it was 11-1 yeah it was it was a, it was a brutal
1: scoreline uh, it was a good game really good to be able to be a part of it and it was a really nice atmosphere I think You'd always worry. Two teams coming together, different sides of the country, don't really know each other. You think that it's going to turn out, especially when boys are rusty. You know yourself. You're playing a game where boys aren't necessarily all fit. There's there's more likeliness that people are going to go flying in for tackles. But it was a really well-played game. I think everyone played it in the right frame of mind. They'd done it for the right reasons. There was no kicking off. There was no bad tackles. Nothing like that. Um, but yeah, my team was not was not in any way, shape, or form up to the standard of what your team was. Um, so yeah, we got about halfway through, and our team sort of felt a bit. Uh, we had a couple of boys drop out, but like that's no excuse, really. We still should have been playing better than what we did, really.
0: I uh, I think it was just a, the the genius managerial decisions that was made on the sideline, um, and I think it's a down Um that. I also want to say, guys, you know, we'll put it on our social media page. There was a wee incident. Me, me and Danny only kind of come together once. And uh, whatever happened, (laughs) I got past Danny and I got the crossing. (laughs) And uh, it's good to watch. So I I will share that on our social media platforms um, in due course. But it was fun. Um, And at the end of the day, um, over 300 pound race for the NHS. And, um, you know, just out there, I I have family members who have used the NHS recently for a a lot of things. And I just want to say thank you to them. Um, We've kind of lost sight of how great the NHS are recently because everyone's just wondering what's going on with the change of the world and and stuff like that. Um, but we don't know, look we are, to have an amazing NHS. So we did it for that, first and foremost. Um, and that's like the likes of Danny and myself. And I look at Danny's three children, one just born, could take time out of his busy schedule to make time for that match. So I think everyone was on the same wavelength and we were just happy to make a bit of money for Charity, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: So it was a no, it was a good game. And uh, yeah, that's sort of been the... Epitome of, of summer, really, hasn't it? Like it hasn't been yeah. a long summer. To be fair, it feels like it feels yeah. like summer's gone on forever. But at the same time, it feels like it's kind of flown by. At the same time, it's kind of been weird with the with kids being off and different things. Kind yeah, of kind of, But yeah, at the same time, I feel like I haven't been able to do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, as I say, that was the Key Workers Cup. We will be playing it I think tw- as a, a twice a year annual thing. So um, hopefully, it will be interesting that we could do next time is we might actually get a wee match state reporter down, and it'll be very much, uh, we could cover it a little bit more, which would be interesting, because I think your team are coming down our side of the country, I think, this time. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting, Danny, so yes. But yeah, it's been a weird summer, hasn't it? It's been, well, at the end they were day, we're league champions, and I think we all did celebrate, and we're all happy, and you can't take the smile off Liverpool fans' faces, but um, we still haven't celebrated, which is a little bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is
1: like I think yeah, you sort of expected by now the whole um like open top bus tour and all the rest of it. And there hasn't been none of that. But at the same time we sort of, we know why. And as I said, Jürgen Klopp has kind of promised the fans that we will at the right time and, and things are going in the right direction. I think we've seen over recent weeks, haven't we? That they're starting to allow limited amounts of fans in. So they're saying about when the new season starts, they're gonna try and allow limited amounts of socially distanced fans coming into the stadium. Um, all the private boxes are allowed back as well. Um, and I was yep. talk over that. So it's going in the right direction. But we're heading in the right way. And, and as I said, mm-hmm. you look all in all when it comes to summer. And we can't complain too much because, yes, we have been sort of locked down. And, yes, we haven't been able to celebrate in the way we'd like to. But we've had a, a summer of football, a summer of, of watching Liverpool play and uh, all the different games that have been going on. And it kind of feels like football has been non-stop. I know that it did obviously stop for, for a good sort of two or three, like three or four months there. Um, but it feels like Jordan the summer, normally when we're all not used to having football and it's a little bit boring. It's been sort of been able to see non-stop games and Community Shield taking place six, what, six, seven days after the FA Cup final. And it's just been a yeah. bit of a with the football, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, I, I know a few games i watched kind of into this season, like the internationals and stuff, a lot of the players are rusty. And not quite there because um, they've probably more or less finished playing a season, gone on holiday. And then, normally, what most teams do, they have a week or two of pre season training and then they'll start playing pre season games. And what these players have done is go from playing into maybe a two, three week holiday, which they deserve by the way, mm. into coming from two, three week three holiday, probably just sitting on the beach or wherever, to going to play pre season games that you know, shown worldwide. So I kind of feel sorry for them. I think in England the night, um, against um, an Iceland team that we should have really stuffed, but um, <laughs> the players just went up to speed, and that's just the way it is at the moment. So um, it's I think the start of the season, which I'm sure we're about to discuss, is going to be a little bit different. You're going to have a little bit more patience. Um, again, no fans are going to be there to the level that they're used to, so that'll be that'll take a little bit of adjustment. It's good to see fans could start coming in, but it's just going to be a little bit different. I think it could be potentially the beginning of next calendar year. That things go back to normal, but I just hope it does, and that's of my wishes that we can be sitting here in January, February, with we're, we're having deep cup runs, we're 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 past the group stage in the Champions League and we're flying flying high in the league and uh hopefully another successful season and uh we can finish season two and just be like, Well, Liverpool football club come off and Because since he starts our pod, he's been nothing but successful. That's what I want. <laughs>
1: I know, like, we are starting to think, I think if Liverpool have a good run this year, you will be thinking to yourself, like I think our pod is the catalyst of this. Um, <laughs> well, you know, like we'll see how it goes. Now, obviously going into the pre-season, because as you said, we've been thinking fast, sort are of going straight from main games, like uh, a couple of weeks off, but even then, in a couple of weeks off, they still felt like there was non-stop football. And then straight into Charity Shield, straight into pre-season friendlies, all the rest of it. We're going to look, obviously, a bit at the transfers in a bit. Um, but how have you found the pre-seasons up to now? Have you watched them? Like, what have you felt in Liverpool
0: going? Yeah. Into it Well, I've, I've watched most of the, most of the pre seasons I think they were half of the game I missed. Do you know what? Danny rustiness. It wasn't great. Uh, I think Ryan Brewster's been become a bit of a um, underlining shite of it. Underlining, not, so... scoring goals every week. <laughs> Yeah, underlining star of, of the preseason. season <laughs> um, um, Excuse me, sorry. It's a bit rusty after four weeks off. Underlining star of the pre-season. Um, I know we're going to discuss them in a while. Um, I think Minimino's look sharp. Mm, he has. Um, um, our new player, Kostas Tamakis, um however you say it. Um, he looks bright, but again, I don't think... Like anything, I think he's going to need a couple of months to bed into to live full away. Um, he's young, he's bright, so I think he will... Be a good part of the squad, but I don't see Andy Robinson getting dropped. Um be good to make to make sure I'll get the likes of Henderson fit and don't rush any boys back just because like the games are coming thick and fast. and um, I think we've got a big enough squad to cope with um the games upcoming and in the preseason. He's literally just done what he always does. He's played a half one 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 team one half, another team another half. Um and I think it's not going to really be any reflection. Like Blackpool, we were 2-0 down and up winning 7-2. But after, after the players out on international duty. So I don't think he can take notice of pre-season too much, especially this season. So, um, yeah, I've watched it. It's not been great. There's been a couple of decent goals. Ryan Booster, for me, is the, the shining light. Um, and there's not really a lot I can say. It's good to see the likes of Jones getting minutes, Williams getting minutes in within this first-team squad again. I think them too, um, Jones and Williams, are going to be like a real part of the first-team squad next season. Um so it's good to see them, you know, getting more minutes on the belt, you know. Yeah.
1: I think Neville, well, what you about especially you? he's full of confidence at the minute, he scored the winner in the Wales game the other day. Um he sort of he, he came on and was absolutely on fire for Wales when he came on. Um so he's looking sharp at the minute. I think he is pushing. I think we all know realistically he's not gonna he's not gonna out beat Trent to his position really, is he? But I think he's a really good option. Um, to be pushing that team and to be coming on. And it gives us, as you said, just a depth, which, which Liverpool haven't had for a very, very long time, having a team that have got depth, that we can bring on boys, that you can be confident they're going to play well. And if this, obviously, reoccurring discussion that constantly goes on uh, about Trent moving into midfield, if that if that is to happen, I think there's a, there's a plan there in place that if Trent is to move into midfield and have to give him a run there, we're not doing it at the expense of making our right-back vulnerable because I think Neville Williams can come in and really do a job there. Like, um, So, yeah, no, it's good to see the young boys getting minutes. Um, obviously, one of the big talking points of pre-season and so sort like of going into transfers and different things like that as well, but one of the big things is Loris Karius is back. Um what what are you what are you making of this situation? Like what do you think is going to actually happen to this boy? Because he's just sitting in this team at the minute, and I don't think Klopp has got any trust in him at all.
0: It's a hard one. So right okay. you have got Allison number one undisputed. Um Adrian, apart from a couple of moments, I think done fantastic last season. Yeah. Um, and he and Adrian's what 31, 32. So Adrian's got the experience of Premier League, and he's one of them where you could throw into almost any game and you could trust. Um, Carrius, okay, I think he's about 23, 24. Um, he's obviously got potential, he's played in some big games for Liverpool. He's Liverpool's number one for the guts of the year, and he kept a, a season pro out the game in Sammy Minuli, um, out the team. But, um, it's hard, he's, he's got a lot of winning Liverpool fans, to, to, he's got to win Liverpool fans over, and he more or less did lose us that final. In Madrid a few against Madrid a few years ago. Oh yeah. Um, also you've got the likes of Kiefer Keller coming through. Um he's an Irish player, um, and he was he got on the bench a few times last season. Um what can you say? I mean I don't know the wage carries is on, um, but for me he's very much third choice. Um and I think Kiefer Keller, who's made a good few um first experiences and pre-season felonies and stuff, um and he played in the cup last season, didn't he? Yeah. I think he's more than good enough to be our third choice. So to put him down to fourth choice, and I've—I mean, Carrius has been first choice at Liverpool, first choice of Besiktas, B- and now he's going to be third choice at Liverpool. I mean, he's still young enough, aye, but for me, Danny, um, he's not—he's not good enough. And if he's happy enough being number three, then okay, but he's very much number three, and that's just the way it is, and it's hard because uh, what can you say to he's you? still got lots of time in his career he's young um, you, what you do find Danny I notice as well is with goalkeepers it's a weird position and you do find goalkeepers to get into like the late 30s and they'll go and be like third choice at Chelsea or City or Liverpool or something. you think well do you know what you've, you've, you've done the rounds on football you want to go to a big club for a couple of years to retire and it'll be a bit of a, like, a payout and you don't blame them you know I look at Robert Green in the past I look at Scott Carson at City now he used to play for, for Scott Carson and um, I look at maybe Swater Mark Swartor did it at Leicester and at Chelsea. Um, and you understand that, but being so young and being a third-choice goalkeeper, it doesn't make sense because he could probably go to a team in Europe or a championship team and, and be first-choice. Yeah. So I don't get it. Um, I don't know if there's been a discussion with Klopp saying that you get your chance in the cup games to redeem yourself and maybe he wants that. What I do remember is we had a pre-season game against Lazio after the Champions League final. And uh, he brought Carrius on for half an hour at um, Anfield and he got a standing ovation. And that was Liverpool fans saying, "You, we forgive you and we'll always get behind the team, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So he had that moment. But maybe he just thinks it's something in this business. I don't know, Danny. What, what do you think?
1: I, th- I think he's just he's massively lacking in confidence. And I think for the young lads, we've seen it before, look at the whole Joe Hart situation. Like if you can get a keeper and you can tear them down into the ground and make him lack his confidence, it can ruin an entire career. And we've seen that with Joe Hart, I think, over the last couple of years with the way Pep treated him at City and then the way that he's gone on since then. Um, and you make a couple of mistakes, it gets on top of you. And if you can't get over that and if you can't push past it, it can become really, really difficult. So for me, it's kind of, it's six of one. I think if he stays at Liverpool, I think he will learn a lot from the likes of Alisson. And I think he'll learn a lot from the experience of the likes of Adrian. Yes, Adrian isn't the best keeper in the world, but that's why he's he's sort of second choice keeper at our team. And like you can't forget the fact that like he kept seven clean sheets last year, Adrian. He's a good keeper, and I think he deserves to be number two. And he's got a, a real wealth of experience there
0: at different levels. I think I think you I mean, good. I mean, good. Yeah, Adrian, just <sighs> understand the point that I think he's very good. Running dressing room as well. He's 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 one of those. He's a good pro. He's good spirits. He's he's, he's Spanish, but he speaks English really well. Yeah, and um, I think he's a good, good, great passer. He's got a second choice goalkeeper, from what i see seen outside in. Uh, I don't think he's get much better, than Adrian. You know.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think Klopp would be thinking to himself if if he if he does decide to keep on Carrius, it'll be more of a learning situation that he will learn from Allison, he will learn from Adrian, and get his confidence back up and then maybe he'll loan him out, maybe even in January or something like that, loan him out to a team when he's got his confidence up, and sort of say to him, look, if you can play well, if you can perform well, if you can be full of confidence and be the keeper that obviously Klopp originally thought he was going to be, then you can get a move to a good team here. Like, But I think he's got to get that confidence up, because right now he just looks like an absolute shell of a man when he's on that pitch. He looks like he's he's scared for the ball to come near him, Um which is not what you want in a keeper. Obviously, you need a keeper to be a safe pair of hands. And I think when we bought Karius, he was. And I think he was safe enough. And I think all of us were confident in him. Um, but yeah, I think the Champions League final especially just kind of killed him. As it was anyone. You make a mistake like that in the Champions League final and ruin it for your team. Yeah, it's well, an absolutely kill you off. Like
0: That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, the potential there. Um, but the confidence isn't. And I agree. But yeah, for me, I just wouldn't. I don't see the point of a third-choice goalkeeper It's just going to. Not play, and he's already been a first. He's been a first choice goalkeeper at that club before, and at big clubs in Europe, it just doesn't for me. It does. I'd rather have Keaven Keller coming, yeah. and that means Kevin has at least been on the bench for all the cup games, getting the match experience.
1: Yeah.
0: And then if um, number two can come into number one if Alves gets injured or whatever or suspended, then Kelly gets a chance on the bench in the Premier League and stuff. So I kind of think it's almost taking away a chance from him. That's the way I look at it. Um, and coincidentally, with this podcast, it's the only Irish player that plays for Liverpool. So yeah. <laughs> I think that would be good to see him play and it'd be good to, to make a point on the podcast. But there you go. Um, who knows, Danny? That's what football's all about, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, Carius is going to earn more money than me and you, probably this month than we do all year for being third choice at Liverpool. So, you know, I'll swap places with him right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Happily, like, that's the thing. Um... Now, obviously, looking into the whole like we're talking about carriers, we're talking about potentially a move and stuff like that, we're going to have to look obviously at the transfer situation um, with Liverpool this summer. What's your thoughts when it comes to the transfer situation? Obviously, the big points, like the talking points, has been obviously we've signed Tomískas, who's a second choice left back. So we're, we haven't done big deals up to now this summer. Um, the the big talking point at the minute is obviously Rian Brewster. Should they stay or should yeah. they go? And obviously the other point is this whole domino effect of, are we going to sell Wijnaldum to Barcelona? And if we yes. do sell Wijnaldum, is that going to trigger us buying Thiago
0: from Bayern Munich? Yeah, this is the thing. Um, I don't know, Danny. I would hate to see Juan Alden go, but he's been a great servant to the club. Um, it took me a while to kind of warm to Wijnaldum because he's not, he's not really... Uh, He's not at the box of box old-style midfielder, you're Gerrards or you're Keens. He's very much a kind of in... He plays in a hole a wee bit, um, and he's 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 a bit like Henderson, where he just nips the ball off people and does the simple things. And, of course, he's known he's come up with important goals, so I think he's endeared himself to Liverpool fans, and he's gone from maybe a little bit like, what's this boy at, and to actually one of the starters on our team, which is only credit to him. Yeah. Um, personally... I would hate to see him go, but I would respect him if he did. He's he's 29 years of age. He's been a good servant to Liverpool, and you can't say anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. And then, by all means, Thiago's a bit, little bit more creative. So, maybe that might freshen things up a little bit, you know. But then we do have the likes of Jones coming through. You know, we still haven't decided exactly what we're doing with Harry Wilson. Yeah. Um, Miramino can play in that position. You know, you can't forget about the Ox. Like The Ox had a hit and miss season last season. Um, and obviously we've got our bread and butter midfielders and like you for being Hendersons, Jim Milner. So I don't know if if we need drastic changes to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, if one it would be good to get an extra, a different face and his experience, so I think he should fit in fairly quick. Um, regarding Brewster, um, for me, Danny, keep him, play him in all the the EFL Cup games. Then yeah. every game that we're winning comfortably, and there'll be plenty of games that we are twenty, you know. 2-0, 3-0, to go from on. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. And it only takes him getting a couple of goals in the Premier League against you know, fairly decent opposition and being part of it. I think his game will come leaps and bounds. He'd he, he done it at Liverpool youth level. He, he had a few first teams in there just to give him a taste of it. He went along to Swansea and he did it at Championship level. Um, and he's come back to Liverpool pre-season firing on all cylinders. So I'm good to do, Mister Penn, in the Community Shield, but for me, he's a different option um, and keep them in and around the squad. Um, no reason why if we have fifty-six games this season, why you can't play play twenty twenty-five. You know, come off the bench and off them and start new. It in like the cup games. Um, that's my opinion. I if he went out on loan. I only think he'd, he'd make a team stronger. And if we got an injury or two, we'd be crying kind out of for someone that can play in between those lines, like to play the Firmino role. I know Klopp's trying to get Miramino to kind of, excuse me to kind of do that role, but Miramino can play in the three out wide or even in the midfield. So if you bring Brewster in today, it gives a bit more leeway for Minamino, you know. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Um, it's,
1: it's, a weird, it's a weird one. I would want to keep him. I would want to keep him, I think. Just to make a point on what you said there. I don't understand, and I've seen this so many times before, especially in Charity Shield, we do it quite a lot, that if it's about to go to penalties, you bring on a boy for two minutes, as what Brewster did. And I said this to my wife when I was watching, actually. Uh, the penalty started, and I said, Brewster's going to miss his pen. Because I don't get how you bring boys on for two minutes and expect them to be warm enough to, to sort of cope under pressure of a penalty shootout. Like you've got to give yeah. boys at least ten minutes to warm up and at least get the feel for the game. Um, but yeah, like uh, so, I feel sorry for him missing the penalty. I don't necessarily think it was his fault. Obviously, he was brought on for the purpose of penalties. But I think you've got to bring boys on earlier if you want them to to feel comfortable enough to step up in a pressure situation and take a pen. Um, but I would want to see him stay. I think that's I, one of the things that I've been crying out for and said during the the latter half of season one was that we need a striking option. Like I have said for ages about pulling. Like I think nobody does those in between midfield and strikers. I think nobody does that role of in between the lines better than Firmino. So I don't know yeah. why we can't put Firmino in that role to play there to drop to collect the ball to play the good passes. And to sort of have that creativity and have someone like Brewster up top who is a guaranteed sort of 15 goals a season. And because I think that's what we need. We've looked, we've come into pre-season, and yes, it's been quite fast-paced in terms of the league end and new league start. And but Sal- Salah for me just doesn't look like he's he's anywhere near the man he was even the beginning of last season. So I think it, to create competition is only going to be healthy. For the likes of keeping Salad and Marnie's game strong. Uh, and as I mm. said, we just need someone in the middle that's prepared to poke the ball into the net. I love Firmino. He's a great player, but he's not, he's not a 15-20 goal a season striker. He's a, he's a link man. And if you can get him to link from that number 10 position and bring someone in he's going to get us goals, I think that's what's going to make our team stronger this season. Um, we've got Origi and we've got boys like that, but like they've proven over the last couple of seasons that they, still, they can't do it consistently once they come on. I think Bruce there could potentially do it because he's proved himself over the pre-seasons. They said he proved himself a Swansea last season. They give him a run of games and he gets your goals. Um, So I don't see why we would want to sell him. I think this is the time now where it's one or the other. I think to send him out on loan again, it's not fair to him. And I think he's had enough experience out on loan now that it's it's do or die. Now, either put him in the team let him get game time, let him prove himself
0: or, or sell him
1: and let him go and establish his career because right now you're just sort of keeping him in limbo which I don't think is very fair.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think yeah. if we're successful we'll have that many games as I said that he'll definitely be able to you know, get, get game time. Big difference if we were you know, a Middlesbrough or a, a, you know, a team that only played the Premier League games and that's it. But realistically you play 38 games in Premier League and if you're successful in all the Cups you're playing probably another 30 games. Yeah, So that there is 66, 60 to 65 game season. And I think Ryan Brewster would get maybe 20, 25 games. Now, if you go into a Premier League team on loan, you might only get that anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, but he's going to be playing at Liverpool Football Club, in with the style, in with the first team, training with the first team day in, day out. And as you say, they won't be in the season, we'll get even more chances. So, yeah, for me, I think, and I, th- I think we speak for every, you know, everyday Liverpool fan that we, we should keep Ryan Brewster in the squad, you know. Um, but yeah, there you go. So I don't think we need massive changes in transfer the window, Danny. But let's just see what happens, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the Wine Alden one is going to be an interesting one, and that's going to be the catalyst. Um, that whole story—you think of it? Like, it wasn't that long ago that he got relegated with Newcastle, and now there's potentially he's going to go to Barcelona. Like that just shows. You were saying before about how people's careers can just. Either like exceed or ban, like in an instant, just depending on different situations. Wayne Alden took his chance at Liverpool, has pushed himself really hard, endeared himself to the fans, scored those goals against Barcelona, um, and he's potentially going to be playing it. Like obviously, he's already playing top level football, but to play at Barcelona, I think we all know and understand that Barcelona, for a lot of football players, is like the the top excellence of football, really. So, um, story so with him, like.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. And I say, I don't think any Liverpool fan would hold it against him. Um, and I'd always an important squad player. I think, you know, in this day and age, he has got his pricey, is 29, and we could replace him. Um, not that we'd want to see him go. I think he could spend another two or three years at Liverpool and and um, people would be happy enough. But I just think if he wants that move, fair play to him. Um, and yeah, as I say, it's the Ronald Koeman connection, of you know, being the Dutch manager, yeah. and now he's Barcelona manager. And I think that's kind of, why that might be you know happening. Um who knows? Coutinho could come back to the deal That was a, a thing we mentioned at the end of last season. Who knows? Yeah. Um but yeah I mean I think the transfer market's different this season for obvious reasons. Um but I think we're putting it in a good position. A lot of our players are kind of mid to late twenties and um we don't need to worry for maybe a year or two about rebuilding. So we're 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 all right in that I think maybe not even next season but the season after that. With the season, I think we need to start rebuilding because everyone's fairly... Everyone's around about the same age, but in two or three years' time, everyone would be like kind of early 30s, you know, and that's kind of when you're starting to look at the next generation there, I think. But I think we're all right and uh, we'll be there they're about for the season, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I agree. And as I said, if we can give time, I would rather give time to the young boys and start giving more time to Curtis Jones and Bruce there to start proving themselves. Um, so hopefully that can happen. And hopefully they can add that extra dynamic. Because I think the likes of Curtis Jones, he can add a dynamic into that midfield that we don't necessarily have at the minute um, of that sort of extra special ball. Um, And as you said, we've still got boys that are kind of sleeping giants at the minute. The likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't really get much game time last season because of injuries and um, Minamino coming into form, coming into the new season. So hopefully the likes of these boys can help raise the team up a level. Um, And help us to compete again Because obviously this isn't just a normal season This season, it's all about defending this title
0: Yeah, that's it, that's it Well Danny, I know we're going to discuss Leeds In in a bit of detail in a while Which I'll be kind of leading But I've got a couple of quick-fire questions I'm sure you'll do mine next week Just to let the listeners kind of get to know you a little bit So we'll take a quick break And then we'll do a a couple of quick-fire questions for yourself um, and then we'll go into Leeds. Um, so listeners, if you when if you're listening, obviously, um you get to go with Danny Roberts a little bit better now. Welcome back to Amo and Danny Irish Amphill Road. So folks, uh, we're gonna discuss uh our, our, our up and coming fixtures. Um on the twelfth we've got Leeds, um, which we'll be going to a little bit more detail in a minute. Um, but right now we've got a couple of quick fire questions for Danny um, it's just so listeners out there all across the world can get to know me and Danny a little bit better Danny will do something for me next week for for if anyone's been listening we've we'll be done this at the beginning of last season so we're doing it again at the beginning of this season um, I hope it's not the same questions I can't quite remember but I've just I've I wrote out a few got a few wrote in to me so first of all Danny are you ready?
1: Yeah let's do it I don't know none of these questions so let's, let's go for it let's see what happens
0: <laughs> Okay so um, quick fire favourite food Favourite food
1: is Carbonara, Pasta Carbonara chicken, normally chicken Alright fair enough. What's your favourite drink? Favourite drink? Pepsi Max. Just going go straight there. Max. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I would easily, especially before I lost weight, I would have gone through six litres of Pepsi Max a week. Easily. Three, four of the big bottles, not a bottle like love it.
0: Pepsi. when <laughs> no, they really say Pepsi Max, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite position at the left back? Oh, after left-back, um,
1: it's, either, it's either I like playing centre-back, as long as I'm not against a fast striker, otherwise I struggle, um, or defensive midfield, because I love going up for the headers and stuff, so defensive midfield's a nice position, especially now that I've got a bit of fitness, uh, I like getting about the middle of the pitch, you know, throw the tackles in, jump up, and create a bit of play, so yeah, i probably, I'll say
0: defensive mid, just because, <laughs> Fair enough, um, and apart from the obvious candidate obviously being Man United um, what are the team, teams that you hate like just two football teams that you just don't really like
1: um, Chelsea I hate Chelsea I just think they've ruined football for everyone so yeah Chelsea I'm not a great fan of um, and Millwall not a great fan of Millwall I think a lot of it's because of the Green Street film um, but also because any time I've watched them I just think they're a dirty team and the fans are horrible
0: so yeah they're,
1: they're the team isn't going for
0: uh, hey, well, um, I don't think Danny will be making his way around Chelsea or Millwall anytime soon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
1: same part of London um, I'm
0: just going to stay away from. <laughs> I know, that's it. Um, what's your favourite country outside of Ireland and England? Oh, um, I spent time, I spent three
1: weeks over in India. Really liked India. It's a really nice country. Um, really just totally different to where I And it just it opened my eyes a lot differently to Yeah, But India is my
0: and uh, his favourite country just in terms of experiences. Fair enough, fair enough. AMA is a tough one if anyone listening to last season, anyone knows Danny personally will know how much he loves the Alonso. So I'm gonna ask him straight out, if you have to keep have one player in the team right now, would, 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 would he would have Gerard or Alonso and he can't he can't I don't want you on the question you have to answer. Right now, if you were a manager and you could have Gerard in his prime or Alonso in his prime, who would you have in your team?
1: Gerard, you'd have to say Gerard, like Geraz is an absolute match winner. Like I loved Alonso, absolutely loved him, he's a great player, he's a great test the of the thing. I think he helps
0: attack a lot of the players that we brought in, like Garcia and Connors. but you can't get Gerard. Yeah, but enough. I'm super shocked at that I thought you might have said Alonso, but yeah, common sense prevails. Like right, last question. Um, who is your like, the best like football player that you've met and favourite player and why? so I'm so sure you've met a few of these. Who's the one that you've stood out, you know?
1: Yeah, um professional football, not
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I met Gerard, met Gerard a good few
1: years back when I was in a school doing uh doing, doing like RE classes and different things with that over in Liverpool and he was doing an assembly dressed in his England kit. Uh and me and a lad from over here actually from Newton Arts, um, we asked him could we have his jumper? Like he was just wearing the normal jumper, not even like a football one. And we were like, Could we have that? he was like no I <laughs> just sort of looked at us when he was probably far left from was filling up at a petrol station like just in the middle of Liverpool. pulled up next to me let on chat to him for a little bit um, so he was, a, he was a good guy as well um, yeah so I'd, I'd probably either say that going to be Gerrard when I met Gerard or when I met back in the back in the day back in his prime I met John Barnes and John Barnes
0: on fire back in the day as well like. <laughs> We um, people don't realise we, we 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 tried to get him on the podcast last season. We have a wee a wee contact from we'll be trying again this season, so what's this face? You just never never know with John Barnes. Uh-huh. Um, and one last question, Danny. Um, so we all know Danny had um and his wife Faith, baby Charlotte during um the middle of the season last season, which is quite good, so Danny now has three kids. Um, is that you finished Danny or you haven't any more? <laughs> No, well, that's the big question, isn't it? Um well, for me we're done. Like we are done. Um, <laughs> get
1: myself <sorted>. um yeah. <laughs> I think it's easy enough when you're sitting there with two kids to go, ah, oh, you wouldn't mind a few more once once the sleep deprivation hits you again. Like, no,
0: oh, not doing this again. I'm too old for this, so don't last one. <laughs> I can uh, I can relate to that. Well anyway, that was a quick fire um question to get to know Danny a little bit better. Um he'll be Given my next week So I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that he's uh, As courteous as I was And, and not as bad But <laughs> there you go um, Another quick short break And then we're going to discuss Leeds United A team Of history makers A team Of record breakers Now Liverpool Are back Where they belong Oh John It's been 30 years apart About to end
1: Champions again, Liverpool.
0: Suck lads. Suck Right, folks. So, we've got Leeds United um, on the 12th, Chelsea on the 20th, an EFL Cup game on the 22nd, sandwich in between that, Arsenal on the 28th, um, and on the 3rd, um, we've got Aston Villa. So, we've got a reasonably tough um, start to the season in the Premier League. Um, Leeds United come up from the Championship. They've been plugging away for years. It's taken them, I think, 15, 20 years to get back up here. Um, the manager is very famous because it's the whole Spygate and, and, and that whole scandal. Um, I don't, don't can't pronounce his name properly, like Marshall Belsius or however you say his name. It's irrelevant because we're going to win this game. But they've, they've, they've tied this game up as a Champions versus Champions game. It's on Saturday evening, as we know. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of people viewing it. Um, and Leeds are going to want to come up against us and prove that they're up to this level and you don't get a bigger test than you know, the reigning champions. So I think they've got some dangerous players, you know, like your Bamfords and stuff. Um, but what do you think, Danny? I think we should really win this game at the end of the day. A team coming from the league below, um, they are fighting relegation. We are fighting to become league champions. So it, it should really be a given, shouldn't it, Danny? But that's not how football works. So how do you think it'll go?
1: Yeah, that's as you says, never how football works. I would be careful what we say. Um Le- Leeds are a surprisingly good team. Like seeing them in the championship last season, they're strong. They've got such a good fan base. Um I think I think they may, they will be a harder challenge than what we think they're gonna be. Um weirdly enough, as a weird start. The last time Leeds played in the Premier League in their starting lineup was James Milner. So James Milner, if he plays on Saturday, he will have played in Leeds' last 31 Premier League games, haven't played in their last Premier League game, and then played on the same pitch in their next Premier League game. Um, so it shows how long it's been since they actually like had a... like last played in the Premier League, that James Milner was in his prime, um, playing for Leeds there before he went on to have the career that he had. Um, but I think Leeds are going to be a hard team. I think for anyone outside of... This place outside of the island of Ireland, one of the things that you might know is that Leeds have a, a huge following over here in Northern Ireland. doesn't being big during the 80s and stuff. Um, and as we know, one of the things that you see over here is that generally you have a theme that whatever team was doing good at whatever generation, um, that's who people are following. So I notice now I do a lot of schools work outside of my, which is my normal job. I would go into a lot of secondary schools And there's a lot of boys, first year, second year, secondary now, are all big Man City fans. You look at boys in sixth form, they're all Chelsea fans. And then you look a little bit further on to boys in the 20s and all, they're all Liverpool and United. So there's a theme that runs and there's loads and loads of Leeds fans over here from the 80s. Um, So a lot of the fellas you'd speak to just down the pub out in the street and stuff, they're all big Leeds fans so we've got a huge following over here so I've heard a lot about them from last season and I think it's going to be a tough game I think Liverpool should win it based on our form of last season and how good we've squad we've, we've got in comparison to them but I think we've got to we've got to be careful we've got to be careful about this game because it could be a little bit of a bananas yeah it's,
0: it's a shame again because i to getting played at Anfield Saturday night the whole world will be watching and um, and it's a shame that the fans can't be there, which is which is guttering, I suppose. But they have got dangerous players like Bamford and Stuart Dallas and and boys like that. They have got they have got players that can can harm Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and it's just that whole like champions vegetions, champions. they're not, they're coming in from they used to winning. Um, and they're gonna frustrate teams and I noticed in the championship that I did watch them a little bit last season, So a lot of their games come up to 60 like sixty sixty minutes with no no. Yes. Because they were just frustrating the team, wearing the team out. Um, and then they'd go and score maybe three or four, and they'd run away with it. That happened three or four occasions. I watched them last season. Um, so they're, they're going to be tight, they're going to be solid. They're well drilled. Um, they've obviously got spies watching our team training now, so they probably know what they probably know what's going on. They've got the old drones over Melwood, um, probably spying and all kinds. So yeah. But on a real note, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's good to see Leeds United back in the Premier League. They're a huge football club. They've been on far too long. You know, when you put it in perspective, the likes of Bournemouth being in the Premier League, like, they were a good team and fair play to them. They had a little bit of history, a bit of glory, but they had 12,000 people in the stadium. You know, I don't want to take it away from Bournemouth, but you've got Leeds, they've got a, a 45,000 in the stadium. And they were they were filling that in the Championship. Yeah. So, out that day, they're a big club, big fan base. Um, and I actually know a good few Leeds fans as well. You know, they will... We'll, We'll uh, we'll scope maybe for the, the return fixer to get a lead fan on because it'll be interesting to get their their point of view of what's been kinda of going on over the last, you know, ten to fifteen years. Um it, uh, they were in the Champions League semi final when I was growing up. I remember like so your Mark Vadukas and your Alan Smiths and you yeah. you know, they were they were batting midfield and you know, um they were good, good football team. Olivia Decourt, who was a World Cup winner and, and, and centre centre midfield, and Nigel Martin goal, they really were a team that were feed and I think at one stage he'd probably be better than Liverpool, and then they've gone from Champions League semi-final to, am I correct in saying they were in League One at one stage?
1: He did, he did drop down that far,
0: yeah. Yeah, so that, it's it's been a complete U-turn for them, so fair play to them, I, I hope um, I hope they stay up, I wish them well in the season, but when it comes to Liverpool, I mean, off from three, even semi-firing should just be too good for them, you know. If we can beat the likes of Barcelona and them teams in Europe, we should be able to beat Leeds United, but if football was that simple, Danny, we wouldn't have a podcast, and we wouldn't be discussing it because yeah. it would be that simple. Do you know it never is that simple, is it? And um, what I will say is, I think it'll be tight. What What would be your score prediction with this game?
1: I would go as you said. They've got they're a well-drilled team. The manager is very tactically minded. He's a he's a good manager. And as you said, I think. Can you pronounce his name? Um, no, it's Marcelo. Marcelo. I keep going to say Besiktas, but that's a team. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No, I can't. (laughs) We'll all be listening out on Saturday to see how it's actually pronounced. But he's a a good manager. He's obviously proven himself at top level. And uh, I think Leeds done really well to get him. And I think that proves, though, the the pull that Leeds have. And I think we'll see. The same as when Leeds dropped down to the Championship. They've done a whole rebuild, lost a lot of their players. Because, as you said, they had top players playing for them when they got relegated. Lost most of the team. Ended up dropping into League One. But the appeal of playing for Leeds is what has brought the players back in and they've got has got them to this level. And I think we'll see that if Leeds stay up this season, their transfer season next summer, I think will be pretty good because they have the pull, as you said, 40,000, 50,000-seater stadium, a global fan base. And I think Leeds have what it takes and have the, the sort of layout to, to stay at the top and do like what even like what the likes of Wolves have done in the last couple of years and really yeah. keep themselves up there. I think it's going to be, I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool, because as you said, I think we will score. I think we've got enough firepower in us. I think if we keep Bruce there and maybe give him a bit of game time, uh, if Minamino plays the way he's been playing John pre-season, I think we'll get goals. Um, But I think it's going to be a frustrating game. Don't be surprised if
0: he'll know at half-time. Yeah, I'm probably going to go 1-0 Liverpool, just edge edge the game. Maybe a 2-0 if we... If we score early enough Um, So yeah We're looking forward to that But just before we go um, In our first podcast Of season two um, There's been a couple of big transfers In in this um, window Chelsea noticeably Getting Werner And getting Ben Ben Chilwell Um, But one kind of happened Over the last few days Which is quite interesting Is that Rodriguez Went from Real Madrid To Everton Our neighbours across the water there Um, What are you thinking Like the transfer business So far um, and what you particularly make of that, of that transfer of rugby just to Everton, Danny?
1: Yeah, I think we knew that the transfer market was going to be slow this summer. Teams have lost a lot of money because they're not having fans and having so long off and all these different things. I think we knew that transfers were going to be a little bit slow. Wasn't going to be the epic transfer market that it normally is. Um, but yeah, there's been a couple of really big deals being done. A lot of talk, obviously, of of different Everton, Everton. Everton, we knew, were, were wanting to strengthen their team a little bit. Um, but I watched Everton's pre-season game the other day, and they look very, very strong this season. Everton, um, how that goes into a season, we don't know, because Everton, as we know, do a little bit of a bottle job sometimes. Um, but uh, there's a lot of potential with Everton this season. That 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 signing, especially from Napoli, was um, a little bit of a shocker, um, and I think he'll do he'll do really well. And I think it's their manager. Their manager can really pull in players, and I think that's why they were so fortunate to get him. Because uh, I think he will bring in absolute quality to so Everton as well as a well-drilled defensive team, which is what which is what Everton have always lacked. Everton have always had passion; they've always been good going forwards, but they've lacked composure and they've lacked sort of being well-drilled and, and almost grinding out one-nils. Everton have never been able to do that, and I
0: think now under Ancelotti they can. Like I think that's the scary reality. of it. Hundred percent. Well yeah, I mean obviously Chelsea as well, bringing Chilwell in. Um bring fortune. I um, was like expecting in.
1: fifty million for Chilwell eh?
0: Like. No, no, it's English though, isn't it? That's what you pay these days, I suppose. Yeah. Um and yeah, um I think City have brought a few boys in as well, like they always do. Um Sunny has obviously gone on to Bayern. Um Bayern is are a team to be reckoned with, aren't they? They are unbelievable. And now they've got Sani to add on to that. Um be interesting to see with Coutinho what goes on with him obviously the big transfer rumours and the big story the son was messy was meant to be leaving but now he's staying and um, I think I'm excited for a, a season of football and I love that time of the year Danny where it gets to like Christmas and you need the fixtures every two days and the season's starting to take a shape and you've got a couple of days off work and you you got the Christmas spirit and you're just like yes and the last season over the Christmas period was very much kind of Liverpool nailed the title wasn't it you know and yeah. I'm just looking forward to this season So yeah Long may that continue Well folks That's been episode one Of season two Of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road It's been a pleasure to have you all last season Hope you stay with us this season We're going to have plenty of guests And um, We'll have a match day reporter In Matthew Purchase which, we, which we've discussed And maybe a couple of others um, And yet, yeah, Onwards and upwards And we wish you all the best We all st- Hope you all stay safe um, Hope this coronavirus pandemic Kind of Go, goes away to the best way it can, and I can also also say we're grateful for all our fans that have been listening. Um, it's for you we do, it, we enjoy it anyway, and uh, bring on Leeds United. And hopefully this time next week when we're chatting, we uh, we're top of the league and we've beat them seven <laughs> nil. Who knows? <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny. Irish road Podcast Network.